0: FM Talk Podcast Life's rolling wheels and shifting gears Around that Jersey turnpike Barney stopped me with his gun Ten minutes after midnight Hello and welcome I'm to another edition of Second Exists Amendment Radio and, crash and
2: crash the Great Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Tony Colombo in studio with producer Carl Middleman. Pew 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 pew. New like Chad from. and of course my partner, <laughs> Bo Matthews.
1: I'm here. I'm here, dang hey, it. How are you, Tony? It is
2: the Memorial Day weekend of edition of Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. I hope uh, as you are joining us wherever you are, whether you're listening to us on Saturday, on 97.1, on Sunday, on KMOX, or you're listening to our podcast. <laughs> Friday. you On Friday, <laughs> on our podcast, uh, you are uh, getting an opportunity to enjoy The Great Outdoors this weekend. Bo, and we encourage you.
1: We, yeah, well, uh, your big plans. No, we're going to lay low. I, I've got to work on Monday because I'm a working stiff again. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I just wanted to you know mention this that you know if you listen to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, you love the show. You're going to be around different people over the holiday weekend than you will any other time of the year. Mention the show, share the podcast, mm-hmm. trying to grow it best we can, and uh, th- that's just my suggestion. I will be heading down to the lake. We haven't had a chance to get down to the
2: lake in months. And this year is going to be a year of I, I don't know how many opportunities we're gonna have to go to the lake because my daughter is graduating high school. And so she's got her you know, her graduation weekend, her graduation party weekend, friends' graduation parties, getting ready for school uh, in the summer. So we've got some trips down there. So we are going to uh, take advantage of every opportunity we get to go to the lake this year, which may not be very many.
1: You know, you look like a high schooler. <laughs> it does. It, it's it. so hard to believe that you have a high schooler that is graduating. Yeah. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, I have a, a high school senior and a four year old.
1: What's your youth serum? What's, what's the youth serum you found? Did you find the Fountain of Youth? I did not. Um, <laughs> uh, it's having
2: children, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I, he, I hear I hear
2: the four year old right now. Yeah.
1: Tony brought a security in. <laughs>
2: yes, I do. I speaking of the four year old, he's joining me in the studio today. Hang on one second, buddy. Oh, I'll he's be good. there in he's one good.
1: second. What's he doing? I think he's yep. taking a nap now. How yeah. awesome is that? Yeah. He's he's
2: watching his SpongeBob movie and he's he's all good. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's one of the joys of summer. You uh, the daycare situation gets a little weird when schools uh, go on summer vacation. So uh, let's bring your kid to school or big bring your kid to work day.
1: So if it's been this long since you've been to the lake of the Ozarks, does this mean it's a a working week? Are you working around the place all weekend long, or do you get to actually get relax? To boat
2: ready? It'll be a little. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of work. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's going to be a lot of prep. Uh, boat
2: prep. Did you cleaning. winterize the boat? So you don't have to. Uh we have a I have a bass boat, so um it's a so fishing no. boat. You don't yeah, it's not necessary to winterize it. And we start it up through the winter every chance we get, so um that's one thing we don't have to do, but it's been a while, so you never know when it sits there for a few months. You know, you never that, There's you, turn a that key, in it. you turn that key. You turn that yeah, right. you turn that key, you hope it starts. Uh but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Hopefully I'll be posting some fish pics. Uh, on I wish you I wish Twitter, you will. Uh, from this weekend. I will definitely be enjoying the great outdoors this weekend. I hope everybody else is able to get out and enjoy the great outdoors this weekend. And Bo, of course, if you are enjoying the great outdoors or we're talking about the great outdoors, it's brought to you by
1: Razorback Armory. Razorback <laughs> Armory, St. Louis County's premier gun store catering to gun enthusiasts and their Second Amendment rights. You want to just go talk to the guys about the Second Amendment or ideas for your weapon you want to accessorize? Razorbackarmory.com is where you'll find directions and all about the store there when you go and tell them Bo sent you to Razorback Armory.
2: So, um, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk a little bit about the great outdoors as we go through the day here because it is, uh, you know, the holiday weekend and, you know, it's a time that i hope people are able to unplug from the madness of the news cycle and all the negative stuff that's been uh you know in the news and in our lives and hope you get a chance to spend some time with some family and uh, you know get away from all that and reflect but it's Memorial Day. we do yes but we yeah absolutely more than anything yeah that's a great point carl um but we do need to talk about some things here on the show because that's what we do. We're going to talk to uh, our good friend, the sheriff of Jefferson County, Sheriff Dave Marshak, here in just a minute. Um, and get his thoughts on something, Bo, that you and I had a chance to briefly talk about on your show on KMOX earlier in the week. But um, this uh, situation on Washington Avenue in downtown St. Louis has once again brought uh, law and order. Um and uh, policing and all the issues. Of. Yeah, and all the issues that we have been dealing with um, recently back to the forefront. And so we'll get Sheriff's thoughts on that in a second. What are your thoughts um, on what we saw on Washington Avenue uh, earlier it was, in the week?
1: It was sent to me. The video was sent to me uh, Sunday evening, I would say. And I'll tell you what, uh, it, it broke my heart because there was nothing. That was—they uh, were—they weren't rioting for anything. It was just basically herd mentality, I think. Uh, because, you know, the the one gal, the first thing I saw was a gal twerking on the police car up against the police car, and then another one was doing it, and the next thing you know, the the police car is a dance floor, and people are on top of it and stomping. I just I felt so bad for the cop, and I don't think we we even know who that is, male or female, uh, but I guess the call for help didn't go out until somebody breached the inside of the police car because they were in there, uh, opened a passenger door, back door, (laughs) something like that, uh, I, I just felt so bad, especially my mind goes right to Mayor Jones saying we are not going to fill the the, sp- the spots of 90 police officers. It's like if there were more police, uh, you would it, it would not have happened because as you know, when the cops came down Wash Avenue after that plea for help from the police officer, then they all scattered like rats. Mm. So I just I, I heard mentality is what came to mind. So my fear
2: is that now that it has happened once that it will become uh, a thing that you know like dancing on police cars will be this summer's uh water guns you remember that absolutely last year in in cities around the country uh particularly in new york um it was a summer where people thought it was okay to if a police officer pulled up somewhere on the street to uh, uh, ambush them with a water gun attack and not just water and guns, water balloons and trash cans, buckets of, water. of yeah. water, dumping them into the
1: cruisers. I feel so bad for the cops because they don't feel like they can do anything,
2: yeah. And then, and then you have this segment of people that will defend it and say, What you're gonna arrest people for water guns? It's, it's you're, it, you know, they're just. They're just having fun. It's still assault. Yeah, that, and, still assault. and we heard that defense. We heard that defense uh, about Washington Avenue earlier this week. That right. it, it, they're just dancing. It's just people having fun after a party. So you know what are what are you going to do? Uh, um, you know, arrest people for dancing? Well, did you see the thousands of dollars of damage done to that police cruiser? Right. Somebody goes out, to Bo's truck, jumps up and down on the hood and on the roof of it and caves it in. I have a feeling that's a crime.
1: Yeah, that you're yeah. going to want to take people up on. It, it'll be good to get a perspective from uh, Sheriff Marshak because you know he he doesn't he he obviously doesn't have a connection to the city, but he can give a perspective from law Absolutely. enforcement. What Absolutely, ha- Here's my other question. I'll leave you with. It's a rhetorical question, though. Yeah. Uh, how different would that have been had that event on Wash Avenue t- happened in daylight, like in the middle of the afternoon? What would that look you like? You know what? Back uh, uh,
2: in the past, I would have said. It would have been a different story, or maybe it would have happened. But in today's environment, I'm not sure that it makes a difference.
1: But are we giving him a pass because it was uh, late at night, middle of the night? No. no,
2: I no. I think we're giving them a pass because that's what uh, that's what we do now. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna take a, we're gonna take a quick break. I uh, can't wait to get uh, Sheriff Marshak's thoughts on this issue and some of the other issues uh, regarding law enforcement that are uh, making headlines right now. So we will be back with Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County in just a minute on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Oh, where I
0: come from.
2: Just never
1: know, Bo. Look at Bo's face. I'm shocked that Carl Middleman is uh, twerking in the studio.
2: It's not about what I like, Bo. It's what the people want. It's there is listen. There's a lot of special things about this show. We created it a few years ago because we knew that there was a need. There was a there was a desire. For a show that talked about Second Amendment rights and law enforcement and the military and hunting and fishing and camping and all those great things. So there's a lot of unique things about this show. The music may be the most <laughs> unique thing. Every every song, every bumper, there's a there's a message behind hand-picked. it. Handpicked. It's handpicked and it's intentional and there's a message behind there's it. There's no it's, It is no. It is an art that Carl. Uh, ...has created with the yeah.
1: music. music. Hey, I wanted to interject this. In the Memorial Day weekend celebration, uh, I wanted to clarify, Armed Forces Day is for those still in their uniform. Veterans Day is for those who have hung up their uniform. Memorial Day is for those who uh, never made it out of their uniform. Yes, mm-hmm. that is correct. Um, and a lot of people are confused. Oh, it's barbecue weekend! No. You know, take some time and reflect. Yeah. Maybe your family members or friends yeah. have lost people. Yeah. Um, it's in the name. Memorial. Right.
2: And, Remember. It, and, and, and it's okay. To enjoy yourself because you're enjoying Freedom. the freedoms Absolutely. that were provided by those people who didn't make it home. But it's also important to take a moment, at least a moment, and, you know, remember them. Absolutely. And, but don't and, say yeah. happy
1: Memorial Day because that's the wrong thing. People message. do. Yeah. They do. What, what, what do you say?
2: You just say, remember it's Memorial Day.
1: That's <laughs> Memorial <laughs> It's even not, Carl it's, didn't have an answer. It's not even a greeting, you know, but, but people do say that, and that's you fine. Do. It's just... Uh, Happy Freedom Day. Just know
2: the 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 meaning meaning behind
1: it. Yep, absolutely.
2: That's the most most important thing. And now let's talk about twerking. (laughs) Yeah, now let's talk about twerking. So um, in that first segment, if you missed anything, make sure you always download our podcast. (laughs) You can get the Second Amendment Radio podcast. Anywhere that you get podcasts, I recommend the Odyssey app as being the best place to get the Second Amendment Radio and Great Outdoors podcast. Um, We uh, gave our opinion on the situation on Washington Avenue earlier in the week. Uh, It's one of the biggest stories from this past week, especially regarding law enforcement. There's a few others that I would like to touch on uh, as we go through the show here, if we have time. And uh, we are, once again, lucky to be joined by our good friend, the Sheriff of Jefferson County, Sheriff Dave Marshak, to provide his insight uh, and thoughts on this story. So, first of all, Sheriff, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Whether Carl says I can say it or not, I will say happy Memorial Day weekend to you. (laughs) And uh, uh, thank I hope you. Everybody's
3: your, having a great weekend.
2: Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for your time, sir. Um, let's uh, let's just dive right in. As a member of law enforcement, when you see the pictures of what happened on Washington Avenue downtown um, last weekend, what was your reaction?
3: Well, Look, I think it's indicative of where we're at these days. And Look at the encouragement the community has had received from political leaders, both at the national and local level um over the last eight months you know shortly before this happened civic leaders or shortly after it happened local civic leaders went to twitter and you know gave this the thumbs up you had a, a local democratic committee woman in the city of st louis saying, and i quote this is more inspiring than anything i've seen lately end <laughs> quote. When, wow. right? and you can't make this you can't make this up that's incredible so, if you look at what led up, you know, even before the presidential election last year, we had a summer of destruction and political leaders encouraged this as an expression of frustration. So, look, we're going to see more of this, not less. Let's, you know, let's not pretend this was a one time issue. We will see more of this. And, and I think it. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it's where we're at these days in society. If you encourage it, you're going to get it, and we've encouraged it.
2: Sheriff, I, I, it's interesting you say that because I uh, mentioned in the last segment that now that this has been broadcast and has been celebrated by some and endorsed by some, um, I could see this turning into w- last year's uh, water guns and, 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 and water balloons. If, if you remember, I I... I you, We had this conversation with you about a year ago uh, when last summer, the thing was, if a police officer stopped somewhere and, uh, you know, and, and everybody had either planned for it or had the opportunity to, police officers uh, in cities around the country were being uh, ambushed with water guns and water balloons. In some instances, people were dumping buckets of water into police cruisers, and it was it was not a it was it was so again celebrated by many and it was uh you know it was it was people having fun and expressing their feelings and what are you going to do arrest people for water guns uh like we've heard this week what are you going to do arrest people for for dancing so i could see exactly. to your point i could see this exactly uh, taking off like the water guns did last year and maybe this is the summer where it's uh we're going to we're going to twerk on police cars it's 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 ridiculous
3: Look, I don't want to be an alarmist, but the fact is we have to accept what is changing in our society these days, particularly in some of these cities where we're not prosecuting for, you know, quote, lower-level offenses. We're encouraging noncompliance. I mean, two weeks ago, one of our officers stopped a vehicle and the subject live streamed the fact that he was going to be arrested and positioned the camera to show his resistance. When the officers told him he was under arrest, He physically fought with him in the hopes that a police officer would make a bad use of force decision. And he had it captured for potential payout because that's what's going on these days, right? You be noncompliant and when the police officer makes a mistake, there's a payout at the end. And so we are encouraging as a society and some of our policies to be noncompliant. This isn't going to get better. And during the city of St. Louis, Look, I've interviewed uh, five police officers from St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department in the last three days who feel demoralized. They're uh, jumping ships, so to speak, because they don't feel they have the support. They're concerned about their personal well-being and their family's well-being by making some of the decisions that they're forced to make every single day. Uh, This is not a good scenario for our entire region. And until these policies and how we look at crime uh, changes, I think we're in for some rough times, so uh, by all means, uh, the Second Amendment radio, wow. Do you need an example more of why you should carry personal protection these days?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it was frightening. I I received the video of Washav last Sunday afternoon uh, by a mutual friend of ours, uh, Dave. And uh, I was was shocked. And then I thought to myself, oh my goodness, was the police officer in the vehicle or did they step away to take care of another instance? And as I understand it, they were actually in the vehicle when it happened. Um, At what point... um, did we turn a corner where people just disrespect police altogether? Because as when I was growing up, if you asked a little kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? Policeman, fireman, doctor, veterinarian, whatever. But now all you hear from little ones now is uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be rich and famous. When, when did that turn the corner? Because you've been in law enforcement a long time. When did you feel that it, it really like made a hard turn?
3: I think um, almost any police leader would acknowledge that it changed significantly in 2014 with the Michael Brown incident. Uh, But I will tell you, and and this is the larger picture of what we're seeing with uh, some of this, uh, you know, open disrespect, how we're teaching children to disrespect law enforcement and the authority, is that here's the reality, is when the public doesn't respect their police whatsoever – where do you as a private citizen sit on that totem pole? Now, you can discount this as that's just St. Louis City stuff and this disrespect of jumping on these cars causing this property damage. And by the way, individual police officers don't pay for that car. You as a taxpayer pay for that right,
1: car. Right, right. The
3: fact is, the fact is when, uh, when they're doing such disrespect and damage to government property, public property, where do you as a private citizen sit on that totem pole? And let me tell you, if they're willing to do that, Based on those circumstances, uh, I think you should be very concerned being a private citizen in that area as well.
2: So, Sheriff, I have talked to many, many Democrats, um, people that are that are otherwise far left, very progressive folks like um, Keith Antone who has been on this show and the weekend report with me for years and he is he's pretty far left but he is in, in he also uh is a big uh city person um uh, supports the Democratic Party big time but has also spoken out in loud with a loud voice about the need for police officers and how ridiculous the idea of defund the police is and how you can't stop crime and we can't make the city safer if we don't have police on the streets. We talked to former mayor Lida Cruson on the Dave Glover show this past week um, about this issue. And again, a, a Democratic mayor said very in very plain words. You can't stop crime without police. We can't defund the police. We can't take police officers off the street. We need need more better paid, higher uh, higher trained officers. We need to put resources into the police department, not take them away. Michael Kelly, who is on KMOX and joins us on the Dave Glover Show every week, who used to run the local Democratic Party, is very outspoken. About the need for police and how we need to put resources into the city police department, not out of the police department. So it's been very it's been it's it's it, it, it is uh, very comforting to hear people on the left say that. So my question is, after this long setup, <laughs> the, the, the question is how how widespread do you truly believe this anti-police message is? Because I think. It's a very small minority, except that politicians and the media focus on that small minority and make it sound like a much larger uh, uh, group than it really is. Um, What do you what do you think about that? Do you feel like it's 50 50 or do you feel like, by and large, Americans still support police officers?
3: Well, look, I think you bring up a couple of interesting points. Number one. The Democratic Party of today is not the Democratic Party of years ago. And so I think if you're speaking from a generational standpoint, the Democrats uh, that have a little bit of age with them tend to be a little bit more conservative than some of the progressives that we're seeing. The progressive narrative is that, you know, we need to automatically take money away from the police to punish them, reimagine police and put those, that money in other places And therefore none of these other problems will exist and that we will attack it from, you know, the root causes. That's, that's the narrative. But what it fails to address is that the problems that we already have, the violence that's in our society. And what are you going to do between the time that you pull this amount of money and put it in these programs, because there's going to be a huge lapse And, and quite honestly, look, there's just not enough money. And so, We have to prioritize based on the funds available. These are dreams, you know. I mean, I would love to live in a peaceful society, too. But I also recognize the environment in which we operate. Uh, I think some of these progressive narratives are concerning what you're seeing in some of these big cities. And this is where the difference is, because it's not just the Democratic Party. It's progressives in the Democratic Party that are pushing this narrative. Um, We are in for uh, a situation where it's going to progressively get worse based on the fact that they do not want police to do police actions. <clears throat> I don't know if you saw this. In the city of Chicago, they just released their new foot pursuit policy, which penalizes police officers to engage in a foot pursuit with misdemeanor subjects. That's ridiculous, right? Holding police back from holding people accountable. And you've seen what the result is. There's a roadmap. It's called San Francisco San Francisco. Where there's no penalty to shoplift, that's where we're heading, and that should be concerning.
1: Have you reconsidered?
3: Have you you seen Have you seen the movie *Idiocracy*?
1: Yes. And if you haven't, if you're listening and you haven't seen it, get that movie, because we are headed to that, and it's scary. Sheriff, uh, in the immediate, though, it sounds like the uh, St. Louis County Sheriff is uh, going to be uh, you know, uh, having some of his deputies on Washav this weekend. It looks like the city police don't have their ducks in a row until starting after next week. Um, have you had any conversations with the sheriff of uh, St. Louis County, or does he reach out and say, "Hey, what would you do," or or does that that question never come up? Yes.
3: Uh, so you're talking about Sheriff Vernon Betts of St. Louis City, yeah. great guy. I, I've known him since he's been elected. Um, I really like Vernon. The interesting thing about using St. Louis City sheriffs to help patrol Washington Avenue and other things is that his police officers or deputy sheriffs are not commissioned, meaning they do not have arrest authority. So they are uh, right. I mean, they're calling uh, the local police to to take some action, and I think there's some legal issues that that could potentially come up. We'll wait to see, and I don't want to speculate in terms of the things that can happen or that can go wrong. But I can tell you, I'm in the risk mitigation business, and there's a lot of risk associated with deploying uh, deputy sheriffs that are not trained and commissioned police officers into situations where. Uh, we really need trained
2: police officers to handle those calls. Sheriff, uh, got a, just a few minutes left here. I want to get to a, a, a couple more issues. We're talking to the sheriff of Jefferson County, Sheriff Dave Marshak. Another story that probably would be the headline that we would be talking to you about if the situation on Washington Avenue hadn't happened was uh, the, the 911 story that that came out about a week ago with the St. Louis alderman who's driving down the street in his own... Uh, in his in his own area, and he sees a fire that's getting out of control, and he calls nine one one, and he gets put on hold, and 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 it's it's literally like um it's literally like when you call your uh, cable company or your cell phone company uh, for customer service, it, when you call nine one one in the city, you'll get a recording that picks up and says, "Your call is very important to us, and we will and will be answered in the order it was received." so stay on the line and it happened to a, a, it happened to an alderman and it happened to somebody here that works uh, at Odyssey in the in the company that owns this uh, radio station um uh we had him on 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 the air earlier this week uh one of our own employees was walking uh, to lunch and saw a woman being assaulted by multiple people in it in at high noon in broad daylight in downtown St. Louis He calls 911 to try to get this woman some help, and he's put on hold, and he's transferred, and it took five minutes to talk to a human, and then it took 20 minutes for a car to drive by. Go ahead, Sheriff.
3: You and I have seen the the news feeds, right? I mean, we've seen the Twitter feeds back and forth on people who have called 911 in St. Louis City and were either put on hold or discarded, right? I mean, we've both seen that. Let me ask you this. How many times have you seen a St. Louis City leader in a position that has impact over that budget, suggest they were going to put more resources in there or that they're going to pay their dispatchers more money, or that they're going to fully staff and provide a compensation package suitable to get people to encourage to be dispatchers down there. Not once. It hasn't hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. So look, I, I think there's a bigger picture here. We talked about you know the defunding. It's not just about law and policing, right? I mean, simple services. These are these are important positions. If you're a member of a community, you want to know that you feel safe when you walk down the street. That if something happens, there's going to be competent law enforcement investigations, et cetera, and that on the back end of that, that you're going to get successful prosecution. That you have a community that supports you. I can't imagine that, and i have It's really to me as a as a St. Louis resident. Uh, my entire life, it's a little disgusting, a little uh, disruptive to see some of the things that are going on. Yeah. Uh, again, you, you don't have to look very far for fine examples of saying, look, this is why uh, citizens need to be protected. They need to take safety in their own hands um, because these are the kind of things that we're seeing Happen and evolve every day.
1: Well, and I, I want to point out that the dispatchers are truly the tip of the spear when it comes to law enforcement because those are the first people that are talked to. I got to tell you, Sheriff, and I don't know what the answer is, and you don't even have to answer the uh, this the question. But when I heard that they their pay range starts at thirteen dollars an hour as a dispatcher in the city, I was horrified because all of the all of the things that. They have to deal with all the people that are in you know distress and you know they're freaking out and they're describing these things. These dispatchers, God bless every single one of them that shows up to work uh, all over this country. But $13 an hour, you can make more money flipping burgers for crying out loud.
3: Hey, look at the weight at the rate we're flooding the economy with money, you don't even have to work, right? I mean, you're gonna listen. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: Don't get me started, though. No kidding. Oh, I'm going to get you started, brother. Hey, uh,
2: Sheriff, before we wrap this up, uh, it is Memorial Day weekend. A lot of people traveling. A lot of people driving. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I it will be uh, – as people are listening to this, hopefully I am uh, catching fish at the Lake of the Ozarks. And, you know, nice. when I drive down to the lake on uh, on these, these uh, holiday weekends – uh, there's usually somewhere in the neighborhood of 215 speed traps uh, on the highway between St. Louis and uh, Osage Beach. Um, what is your uh, what are what are your uh, uh, what's your tips. advice and your tips and your suggestions for everybody uh, that can hear you that's going to be out enjoying this uh, holiday weekend?
3: You know, I think my advice for the weekend is: look, enjoy it. Uh, let's appreciate. Uh uh, why we're celebrating this weekend, most importantly. But uh, when you're traveling to and from your destination, give yourself a little bit extra time. I always say that you have better things to do with your money than give it to your local police. So uh, buckle up, give yourself a little extra time, and, and don't take the chances. You know, chances are when you strap your seat uh, in a car and you're cruising down the road, nothing's going to happen. I mean, statistically, uh, most drivers are safe and they have very few crashes. But it's really not worth risking your personal safety when you look at the bigger picture. So give yourself a little bit extra time and enjoy the holiday weekend.
1: Okay. I I have to ask this question before we let you go, Sheriff. We, as civilians, call them speed traps. What do law enforcement call them? Paydays. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Funding.
3: I love it. I love it, Bo. You know why? Because I call them speed traps, too. Oh! Yeah, yeah. I've been a victim of that just like everybody else. Look. Uh, nobody likes them <laughs> look we're no different right i don't want to get pulled over just like you so <laughs> right. uh, i recognize there are some uh jurisdictions throughout the state and throughout the country that uh relying upon me yeah. paying the bills for their city so yeah. uh, i don't want that to happen in our jurisdiction i don't want to see it other places so uh, don't give them the opportunity to take money out of your paycheck
1: <laughs> hey and dui checks too those are those are a real thing still yeah. in yeah. 2021
3: aren't yeah. they yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? it's very limited. I just saw where Camden County at the lake uh, mm-hmm. County, by the way
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Just
3: did a sobriety just did a sobriety checkpoint the other night, but when the Missouri legislature uh, essentially n- failed to fund you want to say defunded, failed to fund uh, checkpoints, uh, then that was pretty much the end of most of them. You don't see those huh. pop up these days, but I did see uh, Camden County. It's interesting. Uh, but don't drink
1: and drive anyway. Uh, yeah. I don't think you should have said that out loud, Sheriff. Yeah, I just said.
3: <laughs> yeah. Look,
2: I understand the need for speed traps and DUI stops and things like that. I just was having a little fun with the show. Yeah, that's All it. Right. Sheriff, <laughs> thank you very much. Sheriff, thank you so much for your time. As always, have for a joining great us. Yeah, back thank at you, you. you. We'll talk to you soon. All right, let's take another quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk to our friends and great sponsors from Osage County Guns. It's Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight.
3: Dead, get
2: me out of this. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Carl Middleman. Hello. Bo Matthews had to step out for a moment, but that's okay. We're talking now, like I said in the last segment, to our friends and great sponsors of this show uh, from Osage County Guns. Uh, John and is Jake here too? I should have asked this You're off here. the air. Are they both? All right, we got both there on a speakerphone. Very good, very good. John and Jake from Osage County Guns. How's it going, fellas? Hey, we're good. How are you? Doing, doing good, doing good. We appreciate you uh, putting a little time in on this holiday weekend for us. Um, let's just start right there. You know we've uh, we've been talking. You guys are on the show pretty regularly. We've been chronicling um, this crazy year, and I guess it's been a year plus now in the gun industry um where are we at now is the pressure still up and and um when we have a holiday weekend like this is it uh uh is it is business booming or are people out in the great outdoors so they're not necessarily shopping what's it like there at osage county guns
0: so this is you know the time of year where we start to see it slow down and that's just seasonal uh everybody's kind of shifting into summer plans and vacations and things like that so they focus a little less on shooting and, and shopping in the, you know, kind of in the gun stores. Uh, but we're still seeing it. It's, it's staying steady without a doubt. Um, we are making some progress on, on the inventory front, getting caught up, bringing product in, and kind of finally starting to restock the shelves to some degree. Uh, we're, not, we're not like pre-pandemic yet, so it's a lot better than it has been most of this year. That's so we're, we're starting to get a little bit better selection of ammo, uh, some more competitive prices on ammo. The firearm selection is definitely growing, but we still have quite a few gaps, and, and it'll take a while to really fill everything in.
2: So, on that, on the topic of a uh, firearm selection, um, not only was there tremendous pressure and so many gun sales in the last year. Um, and, and a lot of those being first time, uh, gun buyers, which we will get into a little bit later if we have time or maybe on the podcast exclusive. Um, but it, it's not only the pressure and all the sales that we've seen, but also the pandemic affected, uh, uh, production. It, correct. And so uh, what is happening there as far as your ability to get in guns and parts and all of that stuff? Is the gun industry back up and running uh, from a production standpoint, or are they behind like, um, like many other industries?
0: They're, they're up and running. The, a lot of the manufacturers, you know, during this pandemic and, and the, uh, the pressure on the product came, they invested in more tools and tooling and machinery uh, they invested in more shifts with employees, um, and we're starting to see some of that come through as, you know, it takes time to train new employees on new products, and machines, and manufacturing, and, and building uh, on firearms, but we're starting to see some of that come through. They're still behind. Um, there, there's no question. It's still, we're not back to the, hey, I ordered a gun, I'll have it next week type of scenario, um, but it's getting better, um, and you're starting to, some of the manufacturers that really cut their selection down um are starting to open up to making more of their models than they were in the past. Uh, but there's, there's still some pressure on materials. There's still some pressure on the demand is high and, and the manufacturers, you know, opening up. Some of them just really cut back and said, Hey, we're only going to make, you know, a handful of our firearms at, out of our catalog during this time frame because that's all we can make and ship, uh, effectively. Um, the other guns take longer or different materials or whatnot. So, um, but, but we're seeing it ease up. We're seeing that, um, and quantities kind of increase. We're seeing some of that open up, back up, and get a little bit broader, which is uh, which is nice. It's good to see.
2: Is there a current um, is there a current fad or something that's 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 popular that's caught on here recently? Um, and if so, is it, it, is that driven at all by the, like the media? Like, do people want ghost guns now all of a sudden because they see ghost guns on the news and they didn't know what they were before, but now that somebody's going to take them away, they want to buy them. (laughs) Like, is there, is there anything like that happening?
0: I haven't seen a huge increase in, you know, the, the quote unquote ghost gun concepts. Um, but, but we didn't do a lot of business with that to begin with. So there may be, and I think there are some. Uh, there are definitely some some people out there in the world that if you start saying, hey, you, you might not be able to have it anymore, they're going to go buy as many as they can, mm. um, and, and good for them. Um, <laughs> and so I think that, uh, you know, this has just been the, you know, I've been in this industry for a long time, um, not as many as some, but more than most. And and I've, <laughs> I've seen some of these trends, uh, and this has been weird because it has been so widespread uh, across so many different things, you know, where, in the past, you would have it somewhat isolated to specific firearms or calibers and ammunition or things like that, but now, it, I mean, we're selling revolvers as fast as we're selling semi-auto handguns. We're selling uh, shotguns as fast as we're selling ARs, so um, it, it's pretty widespread, but um, I, I think it's fun that way. It spread the love to every gun out there, and everybody get out there and
2: shoot what you like. Absolutely. Uh, For people that haven't been out to Osage County Guns yet, haven't had a chance to get out there and visit you guys in person, they've heard me talking uh, about the store for a very long time. Uh, Huge 6,000 square feet of retail space. Um, You know, as you mentioned, as we've been talking about, inventory across uh, the in- entire industry has been short this year. But you guys, because of the great relationships that you have in the industry and uh, just the, the space that you have uh, that others don't, have been able to uh, serve your customers better than just about anybody uh, that, I, that I've that i heard of uh, across uh, the entire area, if not the entire country. Um, all those great reasons to visit Osage County Guns. Guns, um, tell people about the store, how they can find you, and uh you know, everything about you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the things that people are probably most eager about right now is ammo. Uh so we actually do have uh, 9mm in stock. It's steel case, which is a little less desirable, but it's it's what's available. Um so we actually have a pallet of nine millimeter. We've got 762 by 39, which is popular for the AK-47s. Uh, and we've got uh, some five five six as well, which is popular in your AR style rifles. So we've actually got all those finally in stock uh, on the on the shelf on the floor. And um, you know, on the firearm side, I would say you know we're we're probably at thirty to forty percent uh, where we were pre- pandemic but that's still, you know, I would say anywhere from five hundred to eight hundred firearms in the retail store, maybe maybe somewhere in that range um we'll get it back up i think by the end of the year we'll be knocking back you know between two and three thousand firearms in the retail store uh, but That's uh incredible it, yeah it you know it is what it is We're, we'll take what we can get but you know the selection is definitely getting better um so it, you know if you're looking for ammo uh we've got it and uh there's no limits too which is great so
2: so you can, can, you guys, can you guys stick around and do the podcast exclusive
0: Absolutely.
2: Awesome. So make sure you download the podcast exclusive. Get both Second Amendment Radio podcasts on the Odyssey app or anywhere that you get podcasts. That's John Dawson and Jake Fair from Osage County Guns. We appreciate you guys joining us this weekend and for being sponsors of the show. Uh, we got to wrap this one up. Make sure you join us on that podcast exclusive. Plenty more to talk with the guys about. And uh, thank you for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors.